Blog Talk Radio. Monday nights. Well, <clears throat> let's get the official show underway. Today's date, September 12, 2018. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, and we have a variety of things that we like to talk about on this broadcast for any of you who might be new listening. We talk about current events, we talk about history, we talk about... Um, well, almost anything related to current events and certainly uh, politics, both uh, liberal and conservative. We have quite a few. Um, in the past, we've had quite a few uh, conservative um, folks call in and participate, and we've had some liberals as well. In fact, I've had one or two liberal um, uh co-host and host uh, who hosted, you know, uh, a substitute host for the show. So we're we're truly all-inclusive on the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We are, what's the word I'm looking for? We are um, mm, diverse. Mm-hmm. We're open. We're, um, mm, we are... Um, we're all the things that Democrats say they are, but they certainly are not. So, but we're all of that, especially on this show. So, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and we we're talking about uh, global warming, and. 
the conversation was sparked by the um, by the hurricane uh, warnings that have gone out, and how my man and yours, President Donald John Trump, has issued some some heartfelt and 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 at, and at times stern warnings that uh, life and uh, and and you know is more important than your things. Get on out, listen to your state um, representatives and the and authorities, and you know if you, if leave. You know, move on out. We have a lot of folks coming out of South Carolina and North Carolina, moving into Georgia just, you know, to wait out the storm, which I think is really great. And, um, you know, it, it, he, he's, 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 he's talking the talk, and, he, and he's walking the walk, and he, he's a great president. He's got everything in place, everything in order. Um, there will be no situation where we have Kanye West uh, coming out after the storm and saying, Donald Trump don't care about black people like he did with with Bush. Remember that? Remember that when he infamously came out and said George Bush don't care about black people. Hell, I don't give a damn about black people. Why should uh, George Bush? But never, nevertheless, um, yeah, there'll be none of that because FEMA is on the ball. Trump is on the ball. Everything's in place. Um, the support has been given. It's all going to be so well organized, and I just can't uh, – I can't be prouder of my president today. But not so the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Washington Post. Editorial. Trump. Complicit. In Hurricane Florence. Did you hear me? Okay. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you were out doing something else. Maybe you, maybe your dog got your attention or your little one or, you know, maybe you spaced out when you heard the name Trump. I don't but here's the Editorial. Trump complicit in Hurricane Florence. Complicit. Where do we begin? How do we begin? Well, here's how. The Washington Post has published some silly editorials, folks. And over the years, they've gotten just downright crazy. But perhaps none reached the pinnacle of stupidity and silliness like the editorial they published today that accuses President Donald Trump in being, and I quote, complicit, end quote, in a hurricane. Complicit. Okay, so here's a little bit. Here's a little bit of it. <laughs> Let me read it to you. Now, I know you're going to laugh or you're going to be like, this dude's making this up. But no, uh, no. Listen. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of it. President Trump issued several warnings on his Twitter feed Monday counseling those in Florence's projected path to prepare and listen to local officials. That was good advice. Yet, oh, of course, it's like when a woman says, but, you know, I love you, but, you know, or, you know, you did the right thing, but, there's always a but, but here, so this, I don't know, but so, but instead of but, there's a yet, all right, so let me finish. Let me let me let me get. Let me, I'll get going. Yet, when it comes to extreme weather, Mr. Trump is complicit. He plays down humans' role in increasing the risk, and he continues to dismantle efforts to address those risks. It is hard to attribute any single weather event to climate change, but. There's that but. And I knew it was coming. There is no reasonable doubt that humans are priming the Earth's system to produce disasters. <sighs> just damn. I mean, just damn. Who is this moron? Who wrote this shit? I mean, really. 
there's no reasonable doubt that humans are priming the Earth's system to produce disasters. Clearly, you know, liberals and these Earth people, these tree huggers and tree sitters, you know, folks that chain themselves to, like, trees that, like, like forest people, forestry people cut down. They chain themselves to the damn tree. I just cut that ass in half myself, but that's just me. But nevertheless, obviously, that all that science about how the earth was in turmoil when it was formed and how earth was in turmoil and continues to be a sometimey angry entity, clearly that's, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Not to mention the fact that we suffer, I mean not we, but the earth has gone through many tumultuous changes, and, and it continues to do so. So were we complicit during the Ice Age, and were we priming earth's systems to produce the earthquakes that separated the continents, or the warming of the earth to the extent that land bridges ceased to exist so that people could get from one continent to the other without getting their feet wet? Are we complicit? Or were we complicit when the earth warmed so much that polar caps melted and the ice age was gone? Were we complicit when the, oh, I don't know, when the um, volcanoes formed these beautiful islands that we love to vacation on? St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. St. Thomas, St. Croix, St. Martin. All of these lovely islands, they, they you know, they, they, the earth formed that shit because they, uh, mountain peaks. Can we talk about that? All formed because the earth did his thing well before we got here. But I guess we, you can't blame – this this clown from the Washington Post can't blame us for that because we weren't here. Not in any significant numbers anyway. But let's let's talk about it. Even if you believe the theory of global warming, which I do not, stating that there is no quote, wait, I gotta do the quotes. Stating that there is no quote there's quote no reasonable doubt, end quote, that humans are responsible for any increase in hurricane intensity is either a statement of ignorance or just a damn lie. Check this out. Data for the years 1999 to 2009 are analyzed and tested against long-term data from North Atlantic, Eastern Pacific, Western Pacific, Northern and Southern Indian Oceans. It is concluded that hurricane intensity and frequency is significantly higher in this period in the North Atlantic. However, in the Eastern Pacific, Western Pacific, Northern and Southern Indian Oceans, there is no evidence uh, of significant change. Taken together, there appears to be no significant difference in either frequency or intensity of hurricanes globally. Repeating the analysis for 1999 to 2007 gives the same result, and this is a conflict. Climate change blamed on 
uh, me and you and Donald John Trump, we're all complicit in hurricanes. I wonder if we're complicit in tsunamis and rainfall or when it snows in Chicago. We're all complicit. What do you, what are we what are we going to do? Should we all just die so that the earth can heal and live? Because that's what I was talking about with my friend today. As we were talking about how people contribute to the earth's changes. So then what do we do? Do we eliminate people? Yes, there are some liberals out there who believe that there are too many people. And if we lower the population, Earth's population of people, then the Earth will flourish and the Earth will be saved. Get rid of enough people and we'll heal the world. Heal the world, make it a better place. For you and for me and the whole human race, there are choices. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the world in perfect harmony. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. Uh-huh. Yeah. People, people who need people to die so that the earth can heal and be whole again. Oh, and we also talked about cows and horses and manure because those poor things which contributes to higher temperatures and the global warming, climate change. Never mind that the climate has been changing for thousands of years. Never mind that scientists have clearly shown factually that the earth changes all the time. That the earth both harms itself and heals itself. That it used to be hotter than hell on this rock we live on. I mean damn hot all the way around. Hotter than it is now. Hotter than July. Hotter than August in Atlanta. Hot. The whole damn planet over. When we weren't even here. And it was damn cold. Ice Age, Arctic freezing weather, when there weren't any humans. Never mind that these are facts, because liberals don't really give a damn about facts. Because not only is America bad and evil, just people too. People are bad. We're bad for America. We're bad for the planet. We're just bad. Which is why so many of them damn liberals want to have abortions. They, they don't want my man Kavanaugh on the bench because a lot of women out there and some candy-ass men want to make sure that Kavanaugh doesn't overturn Roe v. Wade. So that women have the right to kill their own babies that are in their wombs. Because you know, people are inconvenient. We are very inconvenient. So when a woman is pregnant and she doesn't want a baby because, you know, I've got my career and, uh, you know, I've just got so much to do and I want to go to... I want to go to Nepal, and I want to visit Paris. And, you know, a baby, well, you know... I. And then they just go get the baby terminated and the baby's dead. Gone. Thrown in their trash. Because the little tyke is just too too inconvenient. And that's how it is with people too. These liberals. People 
are an inconvenience. Unless, of course, you agree with them. If you agree with everything they're saying, then, yeah, we'll keep you around a little bit, a little longer. But, you know, anybody that doesn't agree with us, well, you're just inconvenient. And you're harming the earth. So maybe you shouldn't be on it. So according to liberals, people, conservatives, um, cows, and any other animal that poops and emits methane should either be curtailed in numbers so they don't harm the planet, even though they are most likely here first. You know, dinosaurs and all that, elephants and stuff, they were here like long before we got here, according to scientists. But you know what? They're harming the planet right now. So they're inconvenient. They got to go. And you know what? We have four billion people on the planet. That's too many. And that's why you white people are outnumbered now. There are about to be fewer of you than there are Hispanics. And that's why one of my other good friends, and she's a very good friend, Vivian, teaches Spanish. And according to her, there's a shitload of Spanish teachers in her school. Why is that? Because when I was a kid, we didn't learn Spanish. We were taught French. Never mind that, you know, we didn't even know where the hell France was. We, we, we learned French. But now, everybody and their mama's learning Spanish. Because there's a shitload of Spaniards running around. And they're making more Spaniards every damn day. And the reason why you white people are about to be um, outnumbered is because you believe that there's too many people. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that, that the, the earth isn't overrun by people because people aren't as important as the earth that they live on. This shit is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Donald John Trump is complicit, and so am I. And so are you. If you poop, if you pass gas, if you eat beef, if you enjoy a good steak dinner, if you're a rancher with a shitload of cows, then you are complicit in the destruction, in the harming of the earth. Well, hell, let's just all get off of it and go somewhere else since we're so bad for the planet. Oh, no, liberals don't want to go that far. They just want to say, well, you know, maybe if... Maybe if you didn't eat so much beef, or maybe if you didn't do this, and maybe if you didn't do that, all the while going to the beauty parlor. Do they still call it a beauty parlor? What do they call it now? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go with beauty parlor. They go to the beauty parlor, and they get their hair all done up with chemicals and stuff, and then they then they get their hair sprayed. Do people use hairspray still? They get the hairspray in and all that, and, they, and, and drive really, I mean, really like gas guzzling vehicles. Some of these some of these liberals they drive like Volts and Priuses and stuff like that, and, and you know they they walk the walk. But the truth is, we ain't going anywhere, y'all. If you white folks and liberals and and weirdo people, not I'm not calling every liberal a weirdo because I've got some great liberal friends. But if y'all want to limit your numbers, you go right you go right ahead. But you know what? I'm part Hispanic, and we like to make some babies. We don't we like a, a big brood, 
you white people, as I said in previous episodes, go with that 2.5 children thing. Yes, how's that working out for you right now? You're outnumbered. You're going to be marginalized pretty damn quick. Because Spanish people, they ain't going for it. They're making some babies. 10, 12, 14 of them all in the same house. In two rooms, if necessary. Black people, they're trying to keep up with the baby-making thing. But they're killing each other off left and right. So you can make five blacks. And three of them will be knocked off if they live in the hood, you know, before they turn 18. So what's the point, right? So here's the thing. Blaming Donald Trump and me as being complicit. The Post says we're complicit. And that is bizarre. Even the most rabid a global warming advocate describes the phenomenon if that's what it is as happening over the last several decades Trump has been in office less than three years less than a blink of an eye when talking about so-called climate change And, and and climate change or global warming hysterics wonder why their pronouncements are questioned and they're seen by many to be kooks and idiots. When you start blaming, blaming the president of the United States for being complacent in a damn hurricane because a hurricane is flourishing, it's the president's fault and – Mine too? You lost your damn mind. <sighs> you know what? I gotta take a break. It's this uh, the world has gone to hell. And you know what, my liberal friends, when they start talking their liberal talk and I start laughing at them, they get mad. And they wonder why I'm laughing. Why are you laughing at me? You 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 'cause you're I want to say because you're you're crazy, but I don't say that. <laughs> you fucked up. What happened when you were a kid that made you think this way? What did your mama do to you? What did your dad do? Did, did did they yell at you too much or hug you too much or not enough or what happened? Anyway. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves.
Welcome back to The Truth Factory. I think most people who watch my channel can agree that political correctness has gone way too far. Of course, they understand why it's not socially acceptable to intentionally be an asshole to people. But in the last decade, we've become so afraid of hurting other people's feelings that we've altered our own behavior to accommodate them instead of questioning if their hurt feelings are even rational. So at what point are we going to ask ourselves, why are we capitulating to the delusions and ideals of the far left? Why are their feelings so much more important than, I don't know, reality? And who is making up these rules for all of us to follow? Even 76% of Canadians think that political correctness has gone too far. So even the most polite country in the world is sick of this shit. So here are five examples of where political correctness has gone way too far. One, trying to make absolutely everything gender balanced just for the sake of saying it's gender balanced. Oh, and if somebody questions you on why that matters, instead of giving them a reasonable answer, you can just deflect and state the current year. ...to have a cabinet that was gender balanced. Why was that so important to you? Because it's 2015. It's 2015. And it's 2015 right now. Right, right. Um, not an argument. It's not an argument. It's not an argument. A group in Australia decided one day that the image of women wasn't equally represented on crosswalk signs and thought that that was a problem that they needed to solve. The real problem is that this is a complete waste of time and resources for something that is not an issue. The little person flicks on, that means you can walk. I'm not sure how gender matters here at all. And how do you know that the pedestrian symbol is a man anyway? Are you assuming it's gender? Perhaps the stick man figure is just the simplest way to represent a human and trying to accurately convey gender on on a limited platform might end in disaster. And yes, it did. This was the finished result. If I saw this, I would be confused if it meant only Mary Poppins or colonial women could cross. Now, this obviously isn't the only example of society pushing for equal gender representation. We also have affirmative action for women in tech, women in government, and in movies now. Like, do we really need an all-female Lord of the Flies? Because instead of killing the fat kid, they will just bully her until she kills herself. Because teenage girls are actually sociopaths. I know, because I used to be one. Remaking classic movies with female roles just isn't necessary. And of course, they would never remake Bridget Jones's Diary with a male lead, because no one would watch it, even though we all know it would be played by James Corden. 2. Renaming things A UK council decided to rename a classic European dessert because the old name, Spotted Dick, was deemed as offensive or perhaps triggering to women in some way. I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't be the first person to order up a big old plate of Spotted Dick myself. I sure wouldn't order it by its new name either, the Spotted Richard. It's like they're trying to rebrand it to make it cool with the kids again. And now I'm going to start replacing the word dick with Richard. That guy's a real Richard. Hey, send me a Richard pic. Let's look up that word in the Richard Richardtionary. Of course, this is far from the first time that things have been renamed to be less offensive. A UK council also replaced the term brainstorming with thought showers to not offend epileptics. I think a thought shower should only be done in the privacy of your own home. Number three, war on holidays. It's weird that the West is pressured to respect everyone else's culture and religion, yet we are almost shamed when we want to celebrate ours. The war on Christmas has always been controversial, as it seems to be becoming a more ambiguous holiday just for the sole purpose of consumerism. A lot of people don't even say Merry Christmas anymore because that somehow might offend someone. In the future, we'll probably all just be sitting around our non-denominational tree exchanging winter wishes gifts. But it's not just Christmas. A school in Seattle renamed Easter eggs Spring Spheres. What a terrible way to describe an egg. It isn't even a sphere. Spring Spheres. Really? Why not just call them Spring Eggs? Is this fragile, rounded object painted in pastel colors really triggering? Speaking of which, number four, being triggered by nothing. Apparently, this decorative cotton is somehow offensive. A recent post on Hobby Lobby's Facebook said, This decor is wrong on so many levels. There's nothing decorative about raw cotton, a commodity that was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please remove this decor. I'm pretty sure that that specific cotton at Hobby Lobby was not picked by African slaves, nor is the cotton in the clothes that this person probably wears. Next, I bet they're going to try to take the cotton ball out of Tylenol bottles so it doesn't trigger people when they have to pick the cotton out. My ancestors were Irish. That doesn't mean I'm outraged every time I see a bag of potatoes. Number five, the fear of being labeled. 
People are so afraid of being labeled sexist, racist, bigoted, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, that they are afraid to question if political correctness has gone too far. And if the only way that you can end an argument is by calling someone one of those pejoratives, maybe you don't actually have a very good argument yourself. There are almost bi-weekly terrorist attacks happening in Europe now, and it's discouraged to talk about how radical Islam might be an issue, because we don't want to be labeled Islamophobic. Countries like Germany and Sweden are actually covering up migrant rape and refugee violence for the sake of appearing politically correct. Out of all the problems I've listed, some of them are just silly, this one is actually important. Because why are we sticking our heads in the sand and ignoring reality? At some point, this political correctness even contradicts, because you can't say that you support women's equality and gay rights, but then look away when gays are being thrown off a roof and women are being honor killed because you don't want to be Islamophobic. I'm just sick of being told what words I can't say, what subjects I can and can't talk about, what opinions I'm allowed and not allowed to have. Unless you want to walk on Springsphere shelves for the rest of your life and have no real opinions, you have to accept that things that you say are going to piss people off. You might hurt people's feelings, but again, if what you are saying is rational, then you need to say it. If issues like this arise when there's an inability or unwillingness of people to react or even be aware of threats like this that arise gradually, if we don't talk about these things in a frank way, one day you will wake up to your winter wishes tree and watch your non-binary gay Teletubby show, which will be the only thing on television that isn't banned, while eating Spotted Richard and waiting for your weekly allotted thought shower. What do you guys think about this? A link to my Twitter and Patreon in the description. Thank you so much for supporting me. Have a great night, guys. All right. Welcome back, folks. Wow, I'm getting some feedback from folks about what I'm talking about here, and they are beside themselves. Listen, wait, what the hell? A spring sphere? That's um, another uh, word for Easter? Spring sphere. Easter egg. Okay, Easter egg, spring sphere. Wow. What the hell is going on? So we shouldn't, according to, you know, it's the first time I heard, I heard this, uh, what, what I just put, what I, I mean, I, I didn't even like, 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 uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't pre-listen to it. A spring sphere for Easter egg. It's a fucking egg. Oh, my God. Okay. So, you know what? Emotion. Emotion runs high with liberals. They feel more than they think. But they think they're feeling. And they're feeling that they're thinking. But really, they're just feeling. They feel a whole hell of a lot and think a whole hell of a lot less than that. I don't give a damn about political correctness. I never have. If your feelings are hurt, then fuck you. How about that? I don't give a damn if your feelings are hurt. I'm a 56-year-old grown-ass man. And if I say Merry Christmas, then damn it, Merry Christmas. And if you're a damn Muslim, then don't respond. Move your ass on down the road. Or if you're Jewish, or if you're an atheist, I don't give a damn. Why should I, or anybody, alter who and what they are to suit another person or group of people? Why should I... Why, Christmas is just around the corner. And I'm going to say Merry Christmas. And if you're a Hasidic Jew wearing that damn hat and those, and, and those, and those curls, and I say Merry Christmas, and I, I'm not going to walk up and say, oh, I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because there's a Jew over there, and Hasidic Jew at that. And they don't believe in Christmas, so I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to offend them. You know what? Fuck that. Merry Christmas. 
Merry motherfucking Christmas. How about that? Now what? <sighs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, all of that. And you know what? A cripple is still a cripple. A retard is still a retard. And so on. And with that, yes. It's time for George Carlin to do the damn thing. And remind you of how silly you all are. correctness cripples discourse creates ugly language and is generally stupid this language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression in the kingdom of the blind the one-eyed man is king becomes in the kingdom of the visually impaired the partially sighted person is fully empowered sad isn't it Correctness is America's newest form of intolerance, and it's especially pernicious because it comes disguised as tolerance. Political correctness is avoiding words or behaviors that exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. Basically, treating people with respect. It presents itself as fairness, yet attempts to restrict and control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules. I'm not sure that's the way to fight discrimination. I'm not sure silencing people or forcing them to alter their speech is the best method for solving problems that go much deeper than speech. Perhaps you've noticed that when the politically correct liberal rule makers decide to rename a group of humans they view as victims, they begin by imparting a sense of shame to the group's existing name. And so somewhere over the years, the word cripple has been discarded. No one mentions cripples anymore. That's because in yet another stunning attempt to stand reality on its head, cripples have been assigned a new designation, the physically challenged. The use of physically challenged is an obvious attempt to make people feel better. The idea being, as long as we can't cure these people, let's give their condition a more positive name and maybe it'll distract everyone. The same abled. I believe that if a person is going to insist on using tortured language such as differently abled, then he should be forced to use it to describe everyone. You can do things I can't do. I can do things you can't do. We're all differently abled. It should be explained to liberals patiently that crippled people don't require some heroic designation. It's a perfectly honorable condition. It appears in the Bible. Jesus healed the crippled. He didn't engage in rehabilitative strategies to improve the conditions of the physically disadvantaged. Can't these liberals hear how unattractive this language is? How poorly it sits on the ear? Then there are those who don't quite measure up to society's accepted standards of physical attractiveness. The worst of that group are called ugly, or at least they used to be. The PC lingo cops have been working on this, too. And to demonstrate how far all this politically correct, evasive language has gone... Some psychologists are actually now referring to ugly people as those with severe appearance deficits. Okay? Severe appearance deficits. Regarding people's appearance, the political language police already have in place one comically distorted term, lookism. They say that when you... Ju- <laughs> hold on, I gotta... I gotta hold... I gotta... I gotta chime in here. Severe... <clears throat> Severe appearance deficit. So now, ugly is out. And severe appearance deficit is in. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Let's move on. Let's let. Okay. Yeah. Person, or rather, size them up. Would want to judge someone, that would be judgmental. If you take their looks into account, you're guilty of lookism. You're a lookist. 
and those valiant people who All fight right, Lucas. Wait, hold on. Many- All right, hold on. Hold on. So if I look at a woman and I say, wow, I say, you're beautiful. She, if she's a liberal, she might come back and say, you lookest. Shame on you. You're a lookest. I'm going to call a cop. And next thing you know, call a cop and call me a lookist, like like a pervert. Like a peeping tom, because I said, "Wow, you're 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 pretty. You're you're, you're gorgeous. <gasps> you lookest. Shame on you." Okay, I'm I'm a lookest. All right, all right. Let's see what else we got going on here. I'm unattractive themselves. Tell us that one problem is that in our society, those who get to be called beautiful and those who are called ugly are determined by standards arbitrarily set by us. Somehow there's some fault attached to the idea that we, the people, are the ones who set the standards of beauty. But we're the ones who have to look at one another. So why shouldn't we be the ones who set the standards? I would say the whole thing was stupid, but that's my next topic. So it's important to face one thing about stupidity. We can't get away from it all around us doesn't take a team of professional investigators to discover that there are stupid people in the world where do these stupid people come from well they come from american schools but while they're attending these schools they never identified as stupid which may be contributing to the problem unfortunately kids stupid or otherwise, come under a sort of protective umbrella we've established that prevents them from being exposed to the real world until at 18 their parents spring them on the rest of us, full grown. There are stupid kids. And I do wish to be careful how I negotiate the minefield of the learning disabled and the developmentally disadvantaged. In other words, those with special needs. All of these being more examples of this tiresome and ridiculous language. One of the terms now used to describe these stupid kids is minimally exceptional. Can you handle that? Minimally exceptional. Whatever happened to the old reliable explanation? The boy is slow. Some of the other children are quick. They think quickly. Not this boy. He's slow. It seems humane enough to me. But no, he's minimally exceptional. Political correctness cripples discourse, creates ugly language, and is generally stupid. This language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, becomes, in the kingdom of the visually impaired, the partially sighted person is fully empowered. Sad, isn't it? Hell yeah, sad. <laughs> stupid. You know... But this is the world that we now live in. But but listen, you know what? I'm surrounded by, and and I surround myself with with with, with those who are uh, not like-minded because I I really don't like, you know, when when you let's say I'm a conservative, and I am. I'm a Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Ronald Reagan style conservative. All right. So let's say I surround myself with other like minded people. Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Ronald Reagan style people. We don't really have all that much to talk about. I, I mean, I, I've been there. I mean, we, we, we just don't because we're we all in agreement. Yeah, we can stand around and agree with each other. But where's the fun in that? So, um, it's like, okay, you, you agree. Okay, and then so now what? It's like when, when folks call into the show. And... They agree with me, and they agree with everything I say. The show is really boring when that happens. I long for the time when my friend, my liberal friend Mays would call in. If some of you who've listened to the show for a long time 
Remember when Mays would call in and several other liberals would call in? The show was like lively, and there were some of the best shows that I've, that I've produced over the years. Some of the funniest, some of the best, some of the most informative. But when you listen to the show, some of the archive shows, and you hear folks call in who agree with me, it just kind of drags on a little bit, don't you think? I mean, do, do you recall? So I like it when we have diverse opinions and and when people call in and, and, and we don't always agree because I like diverse opinions because like liberals say they are, which say, which they actually aren't, conservatives believe in the freedom of d- opinions, diverse opinions. We like it when you don't agree with us because we can talk then. We, we can talk about, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Why do you believe this? Here's why I believe that. And you can have a, a discourse, or so we think. But with most liberals, they're, they feel. They don't think as much as conservatives. They, they like to feel. And they like to talk about their feelings, and they like to they, – they play up the fact that they feel. How many times have you spoken to a liberal when that liberal has said to you, well, I feel like this, and this is how I feel. And you listen to them, and then you start to cite facts or, 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 or that sort of thing, and you talk about history, and, 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 and you, you pretty much lay it down the way it is, factually. One plus one is fucking two. But to a liberal, it could be just one, or it could be three, or it could be nine. That's how they are. But laying down facts… Then they start to get in their feelings, as the young folks say. They get in their feelings. And then they, they don't want to talk, or they start name-calling, or, they'll, or, or you're a racist. Or you, you don't know. You think you know. You don't know. And, and, and it's all, again, becomes a big old mess. But there are some liberals out there who will debate you, and they'll cite what they believe are facts. Usually there aren't, but they'll they'll throw it out there anyway. Or usually they'll they'll throw out some talking points about what somebody else said, maybe their cousin or or their nephew or, or one of their friends said this or said that, and they'll just regurgitate what that person said. And then you'll cite facts, and then they'll say something like, "Who's facts? Facts can be altered. Facts can be manipulated. Numbers can be manipulated. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. unless they're your numbers, right?" Okay. We live in a crazy world, folks. Crazy. But I, I, I got off track because what, what I really wanted to say was – is what I, what I want to say and what I will say is that I like to surround myself around people with diverse opinions, but I also enjoy being surrounded with people close to my own age. It, and I'm in my 50s. I'm 56 so I'm closer to 60 than I am to 50. And I like being surrounded around other 50-ish people. But you know what I find interesting about being around 50-ish people who are – we grew up in the same era in the 60s and the 70s, and and they, they, don't, they, they don't seem to remember those simpler times or even – Subscribe to them. They 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 change with the times. They're 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 very malleable, like clay. And they don't remember when things were so much simpler, and you could say what you thought, and you could say what you believed, and consequences be damned in terms of how that person felt about it. But now I find that men and women who are closer to my age are very much concerned about what the other person or persons might be feeling. And they're very concerned about not saying the wrong thing or not saying something that might hurt someone's feelings. When did that happen? When did that happen? You grew up in the 60s and in the 70s like me when we didn't really give a damn 
about what somebody thought in terms of what we believed and how we thought. We could say what we thought, and the other person either agreed or disagreed, and that was that. But now, even people my own age are all about feeling. Well, you know, I just don't want to hurt it. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, or you know, I don't want to offend anybody. When did we care in the '60s and '70s about offending someone? You know, back then, if you offended someone, it's because you called them, said something about their mama. You know, your mama, your mama's so fat. Jokes, stuff like that. You offended somebody. You might take an ass whooping for it, or you might get into a fight. I never took an asshole for myself, just, just so you know. But the thing is, we didn't care. We, we never thought, oh, I need to be very careful. I need to be very respectful of this person's feelings. I don't want to offend you. I don't want you to be offended by what I'm about to say. I really want to have a good steak tonight. Oh, don't say that. The person might be a vegan, and that might be offensive. Someone actually said that to me. Oh, if you order a steak, so-and-so might be offended because they're vegan. And you know what my response was, don't you? You don't? You don't remember? Oh, here it is. I don't give a fuck if they don't want to eat steak. They don't have to eat the steak. They can sit over there and eat those damn leaves they're, they're munching on. But do you think that I'm not going to have a steak because it might offend that person sitting over there? No. You know what? Let's go ahead and make that steak rare. Let's go ahead and do that. How about that? All right. And so I did. And, of course, the person sitting over there that candy ass almost lost his cookies or whatever the hell those leaves he was eating and you know what I enjoyed every moment I savored I savored every morsel my mouth is watering right now at this very moment thinking considering that juicy steak and watching That candy-ass, metrosexual, leaf-eating ass. Just be so uncomfortable and so offended. Well, you know what? Tomorrow, I am going to go out of my way to offend some folks. And you should, too. I'm going to wear my Trump hat and Make America Great Again t-shirt. And you know what? I don't wear drawers, but if I did... They'd have Trump's name on both cheeks. Because, you know what, tomorrow's going to be all about finding somebody I can offend. I'm bringing offensive back, baby, just like I brought disco. All right, I want to thank you for listening to the show. You've been great, as usual. You've helped to make this show a big success. I have almost 300,000 listeners, almost, based on the yesterday's stats so thank you for listening and god bless you and god bless the united states of america until tomorrow remember to go out and offend somebody tomorrow
And nobody's gonna give a damn Son of a bitch Give me a drink One of the Somebody give me a goddamn drink. 